the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight, it's all about Groundhog Day and those men that pulled him out of that hole. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we're about to do here. I'm going to take this cane and I'm going to knock three times on the door. His handler, AJ, will pull Phil from his burrow and hold him high for all to see. He will place Phil upon the stump where Phil and I will have a little talk and I will pick the appropriate scroll and it'll be read by the vice president. If it is shadow I see, it'll be six more weeks of winter there will be. No shadow, an early spring. Wow, bias crowd. Gentlemen, are you ready? Daybreaker, please place the royal red carpet. Mr. Vice President, will you place the scrolls? Gentlemen, gather around. Now, it's a tradition that we will shout, Phil, 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 Phil. Satani Phil, ladies and gentlemen. Tom. Is he talking to you? 
Mr. President, we have a scroll. We have a scroll. This February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn on Gobbler's Knob. Phil looked to the skies and then, speaking in groundhoggies, directed this, President Dunkel, to the proper scroll, which reads, I see the morning has brought the finest people. I see their bravery and spirit. The time has come, I can feel it. The excitement, I can hear it. I see the folks with gray in their hair, and I see the kids all young and scrawny. Their eyes and cheeks aglow from the cold, clean air of sweet Punxsutawney. I see that everyone knows their part, and I am merely the sage. But above all else, I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. Does it look great to you, Phil? Well, thank you very much. That concludes our ceremony. Groundhog time. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. Weatherman Phil Connors is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Mad! Man, Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! But Phil's about to find out. He's not just stuck in Puxatawney. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? Chance of departure today, 100%. He's stuck... <laughs> ...in Groundhog Day. I'm reliving the same day over and over. Phil? Ned Ryerson? Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. Well, it's Groundhog Day. Again? At first, he was a little anxious. Phil? Where? Will you be checking out today, Mr. Collins? I'd say the chance of departure is 80%. But now, we could do whatever we want. <laughs> He's discovering the possibility. Don't you worry about cholesterol? Why? And living life like there's Phil? no tomorrow. Phil Connors! Ned! Because there isn't. I am an immortal. I have been stabbed, shot, burned, frozen, electrocuted. I'm a god. You're a god. I'm a god. I'm not the god. He's out of his gourd. But to get what his heart wants most... What are you looking for, Phil? A date for the weekend? ...means living this day over again. <laughs> Till he gets it right. Believe it or not, I studied 19th century French poetry. <gasps> what a waste of time. 
I study 19th century French poetry. La fille qui You speak French. Bill Murray. Andy McDowell. To the groundhog. I always drink to world peace. Well, what should we drink to? I like to say a prayer and drink to world peace. Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. He might be okay. Life has a funny way of repeating itself. What did you do today? Oh, same old, same old. All right, you crazy fuckers. Directed by Harold Ramis. 30 years ago. Now, unfortunately, here in California, we don't have Groundhog Day. We just have TMZ Day. <laughs> I'm just being, I'm tired. I'm, I'm silly and tired. Anyway, the film, after 30 years, has held up. Stuck in a time loop. I've talked to people who love the film, hate the film, but it's all good. It really, really is. Yeah. Now, Groundhog Day, Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, and even the cabin boy himself, Chris Elliott. Yeah. Didn't get Oscar nominated, but who fucking cares? The late Harold Ramis, remember Egon from Ghostbusters, directed Groundhog Day. And Groundhog Day was released February 4th, 1993. He made a lot of money. And Bill Murray was stuck in a time loop. Oh. The Vampire Lestat by Anne Rice served as Dan Rubin's initial inspiration for the script. Yeah, because everyone wants to be stuck in a time loop with Lestat. <laughs> oh my god, this movie. 30 years. Yeah. This morning, today, Phil Connors is... learn new lessons every day. Phil Connors and that time loop. And Harold Ramis... Uh, one thing Danny did in his original script was started in the middle. Hey, Phil, Phil, Ned. One of the first things we told Danny when we met, we said we we love that it starts in the middle. Uh, you know, one thing we we don't want to you know drop that. We're gonna we're gonna keep that. That's that's very hip. It's very cool that you started right. You know, with the thing already happening. This is Tom. He worked in the coal mine until they closed the town. Huh? It's Alice. Came over here from Ireland when she was a baby. She lived in Erie most of her life. He's right. First, the first thing we did when when I started rewriting it was uh, Whitney White, our, our development executive, said, uh, "Well, you know, isn't it kind of? Don't the audience will feel cheated if they don't see his reaction to the to the onset of the time warp?" I said, eh, "Maybe." She said, "Well, well you know, why don't you just write it, you know, and see, you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to use it." So, of course, I wrote it and we kept it. The other thing we told Danny we'd never do which uh, one thing we thought was totally cool about his script was he never explained where the time warp why it happened you know what what is the cosmological source of it 
Is, is it astronomical or is it is it karma? You know, what is it? We didn't know. What the hell? Harold? Ready? Harold, can you hear me? Yeah. Are you a director or a stylist? Okay, ready? All right. He, he seems to come by the nasty part, quite honestly, the self-centeredness and all. And Bill Murray really does understand that character. I mean, you know, you know, he's not a movie star by accident. Uh, you know, he has, he, he understands vanity and self-centeredness. I'd like to dedicate this take to Peter, a guy who's kept me in focus more often than he hasn't. Thanks, man. Um, so it, it made him the perfect guy to play that. Someday somebody's going to see me interviewing a groundhog. I think I don't have a future. She was so natural. She just was cracking up. Bill was making her laugh so much, and they looked, they were so wonderful together, and there was a very strong uh, Beauty and the Beast quality. Not only am I rough and tough, but I don't bathe that much. People give me a lot of space. <laughs> I believe that. She is kind of luminous, you know. I mean, she has this perfect, you know, skin and... and, and Oh, God. Pull away and wipe it up, Harold Ramis. Rest in peace, but, you know, are, what are you, moist or something? Poor Andy McDowell. Oh, my God. Time warps and groundhogs. And yeah. It's been a crazy time. But he did see his shadow today, as he did 30 years ago and spoke groundhoggies only bill murray can understand <laughs> oh my god i mean harold ramus made such a beautiful film some people you know some people don't like comedy some people just want to sit and watch you know the id channel all night and and hey that's cool but some of us want to laugh we want to laugh Ugh. the movie really highlights this festive occasion and i was talking to um jason almy you know we speak groundhoggies um and he said, you know, this is such an important time. And it's it really is a tradition. And it's not here in California, unfortunately. Maybe it should be. I mean, you know. But see, we don't... I, well, we could... Instead of a groundhog, maybe we could use, I don't know, a squirrel. You know, if the nuts ran out, then there's five more weeks of winter. But no. Doesn't work that way. Now they celebrate Groundhog Day in the United States and Canada. Yeah. So it really is a truly traditional thing. The holiday gained more prominence, particularly internationally, with the release of the 1993 comedy film Groundhog Day with Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. The film became the 13th highest grossing of the year. With seventy million at the box office, over time the film became a cult classic. Significantly increased awareness and attendance of Groundhog Day events. The holiday's origins also play a prominent role in nineteen seventy nine Rankin Bass holiday special Jack Frost, <coughs> where Groundhog per, uh, procrastinator, pardon me, Pete's shadow is actually manipulated by Jack Frost initially, so Jack could buy more time to use his wintry magic protect January Junction from the villain. But over the years since, 
has become a proper agreement between the two to give Jack more time for wintry fun in exchange for Pete getting extra hibernation time because we all want that extra, extra sleep. And so I bring, I bring you more Groundhog Day. Bill? Bill? No, not you. It's me, Ned Ryerson. Okay, little fella. Good job. That's different. Guy. About a hundred times. Uh, you're gonna freeze to death. Who cares? See you tomorrow. I don't know where we park. I was following you. Hands at ten and two. You know it's funny. I have hair, but you have fur. Oh, sir, no animals. Oh. Two for dinner. Follow me. I've got you. In 2020, before COVID shut everything down, there was a Super Bowl commercial from Cheap. And Bill Murray reprised the role as Phil Connors. See the groundhog? Yeah. I think it'll be an early spring. <laughs> Didn't we do this yesterday? I don't know what you mean. Ah! Don't mess with me, Porkchop. <sighs> what day is this? It's February 2nd. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I thought it was yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> What were you doing on Groundhog's Day? Because I know what I was doing. Well, why don't you tell us what you're doing, and maybe it'll remind me what I was doing. I was watching Groundhog's Day. Oh. Groundhog Day, I should say. Uh, they, there was an AMC marathon. They played it again oh, and again and again. Yeah, so I caught funny. the end of one and the beginning of the next. Why, why do you think that has such longevity? Well, I think because AMC can get away with showing it all day long. You know, <laughs> that's it. I'm also, I'm also in Scrooge, which they show all day long, too, on Christmas. So I'm trying to cover all the holidays, the, ma sure. you know, the major ones and the minor ones. 
Uh, why is it that it's on, or why? Why do you think it has such longevity? Because I wasn't the only person watching it. I, oh, I, I, I talked to at least 40 or 50 people I think who watched it. I think it's an extraordinary movie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's in the Library of Congress. It's a very important movie. The, the premise of that film is a, is a great one. And the, the execution is very, very good. So, I mean, I'm, I don't take a lot of credit for it. The kid whose idea was Danny Rubin is a great... That, I mean, he was touched, touched by God when he wrote that. He yeah. really was. I noticed yesterday when, when I saw you that you're using a BlackBerry. I think we're two of the last people on the planet who Atta still girl. have these things. Atta girl. Why? Are you just a technophobe like I am? Well, I don't really like talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I only got a phone because I could to communicate with my son. So, And they don't answer the phone. If you have children, you know they don't answer the phone. So, But they will respond to a text right. because it's just a little bit hipper. And they can appear as if they're talking to a friend and not a parent. You know? Right. So um, I have one of those, and it has a keyboard. And but someone told me I'm doing. I'm, my, your shoulders are tight. Do you text a lot? I'm like, well, I get these kids. But um, I like it, and and it's. They say it's much more secure than the other phones. Yeah. And that's I'm. Right. I don't know if I'm insecure, but I, I really don't like phones that are insecure. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess tweeting is out of the question. There's a guy who owns at Bill Murray who's tweeting. Great idea. So we started ordering up. Uh, we ordered six. Every year on February 2nd, groundhogs across the United States are hoisted out of their dens to predict the end of winter. If you've ever wondered how an overweight rodent became the final word in meteorological forecasting, you've come to the right place. As this is the real history of Groundhog's Day. For those unaware, Groundhog Day is an event in the United States and Canada where a live groundhog is pulled from its burrow and held aloft to a crowd. If the weather is clear and the animal's shadow can be seen, that means there will be six more weeks of winter. If not, then there will be an early spring. This tradition is most often attributed to a Pennsylvania Dutch superstition that groundhogs would naturally wake from hibernation and emerge from their burrows in early February to check the weather and then retreat back into their dens if tidings were dire. The reality, of course, is far more complex and involves a cultural of animal weather predictors going all the way back to ancient Europe. The date of February 2nd is noteworthy as it's the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Why such importance is placed on the animal shadow has been lost to time, but many ancient cultures believed that descending into the underworld robs a being of its shadow, making it truly dead, and an animal living in a cave can only symbolize the rebirth of spring if it too has died. So if the animal sees its shadow, it must resume its death-like sleep, as spring cannot come until its death is complete. If you're confused why a lovely clear winter day would be seen as a bad omen, you're not alone. The tradition stems from agricultural societies, and a sunny day, and hence a dry day, means that no winter precipitation is falling, and thus no moisture will be available for spring crops. Even worse would be if it was a warm winter's day. 
which tricks the planted seeds of the natural world into blooming, bringing on a false spring and making the new growth especially vulnerable to a late frost. How groundhogs came to represent all of this is a bit more complicated. Originally, the day didn't involve them at all. Instead, people used other prognosticating mammals like marmots, badgers, and bears, all of which hibernate to varying degrees. Early folklore suggested that bears in particular, marveled at for their size and power, slept underground without eating for six weeks every year, going to ground on the winter solstice and not emerging again until February. The first sighting of a bear outside of its den in February was a sure sign of spring, but no curious farmer wants to wait outside of a bear's den and be the first thing it sees when it wakes up hangry. As bears became less common in Europe, a new and hopefully less dangerous animal was needed to take its ceremonial place. Other old world variations on this tradition included the fox and the badger, though these both led to more problematic encounters with waking grumpy indigenous wildlife. The physiology of hibernating animals is truly remarkable. A groundhog's body temperature drops from 37 to 10 degrees Celsius during the winter. That's a drop of nearly 50 degrees Fahrenheit. A groundhog's heart rate will even slow to just 14 beats a minute leaving it in a near comatose state that doesn't grow, age, or wake easily when touched. An especially useful characteristic if you have to shove your hand in their den on a cold February morning. In the medieval era, the Catholic Church tried its best to adopt this pagan holiday, rechristening February 2nd as Candlemas, the day Christ was brought to the temple for his presentation. It sits as another feast day on the Catholic liturgical calendar and is marked by a candlelit procession which in turn follows an even older Roman candle-lighting tradition at the Feast of Februa, from which we take the month of February's name. Even in non-German-speaking countries, sayings and portents of winter's end still crept into the supposedly Christianized day. In northern England and Scotland, the saying went, If candle must be fair and clear, there'll be twa winters in the year. Twa meaning two in this case. Early settlers to Pennsylvania and the United States were largely German-speaking immigrants, and as so often happens, they brought their European folklore with them. There were few badgers, though, to be found in New England, and a new animal was needed for the February 2nd ceremony. Enter Grundocks, grunt badgers, from which groundhogs get their name, whose original Latin family name, Arctomus, the bear rat, is unlikely to be a coincidence. These marmot relatives would be pulled from their homes on February 2nd, waved around in the sky for a bit, and afterwards cooked up into a lovely midwinter meal. In case you're curious, diaries from the period say groundhog tastes like a cross between pork and chicken. And if you're wondering at this point why so many people through the years would keep coming together for a seemingly silly event and a midwinter feast, I can only assume you live in a mild climate. As a weather-predicting device, the modern ceremony is woefully inaccurate. The most famous groundhog meteorologist, Puxatawney Phil, is only correct about 40% of the time. But still, the celebration lives on, as most who live in cold climates are desperate for any reason to leave their homes come February. Groundhog Day's continued celebration in the United States is largely owed to the fact that it's universally humorous to see a grown man hoist up a furry animal and then speak to it, while the 1993 Bill Murray film of the same name helped to propel the event to an international scale. So on the next Groundhog's Day, sit back, have a laugh, and remember that you're watching a lighthearted tradition that goes back to before history was recorded. Thanks for watching. And that, of course, is Cody Bonds giving us the history of Groundhog Day. And yes, the film 
which brought it all to the forefront in modern day through cinema. That's what cinema does. That's what Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, and Chris Elliott did. And Harold Ramis, the late Harold Ramis, Egon from Ghostbusters, brought it all together. So here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I bid you very happy Groundhog Day and six more weeks of winter. You don't have to shave your legs. You don't have to go out for the tan. Just hide under the covers and eat. That's what you need to do. I mean, if you're going to speak Groundhoggies, you might as well eat. 30 years of this magical film inspired by true events. Oh God, I don't want any shorts. Groundhog Day movie. It really stands it stands the test of time. What are you looking for? A date for the weekend? No, I'm just interested in you. You know, what do you want? What do you like? What do you think about? What kind of men are you interested in? What do you do for fun? Is this for real, Phil? Are you just trying to make me look like a fool? I'm just trying to talk like normal people talk. Isn't this how they talk? Plus. Okay, so talk to me. Let me buy you a cup of coffee. And a donut. All right. So what do you want out of life, anyway? I guess I want what everybody wants, you know. Career, love, marriage, children. Are you seeing anyone? I think this is getting too personal. I don't think I'm ready to share this with you. How about you? What do you want? What I really want is someone like you. <laughs> oh, please. It's the same thing your whole life. Clean up your room, stand up straight, pick up your feet. No. Once again, the eyes of the nation have turned here to this tiny village in western Pennsylvania. Blah, 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 blah. There is no way that this winter is ever going to end as long as this groundhog keeps seeing his shadow i don't see any other way out he's got to be stopped and i have to stop him <sighs> real good phil real good and that is your time loop unpleasant dreams <laughs>